Hey there, welcome to Cageless, a conversation podcast about experiential wisdom and personal hope. I'm Jenny Johnson. I'm a writer and I'm asking experts, thought leaders, and my friends to share their knowledge and tools on how they found freedom. Hey, hi, hello, my friends. This is going to be the very last episode of 2022. And I almost said season one, but we're on season two. Lots of twos going on here. (laughs) I can't believe the world, not the world. Oh my gosh, I almost said, I can't believe the world is ending. Your world is ending for the year. A chapter is ending in the storyline of your life, which really time can tell you that your life is ending at any moment. It doesn't have to be at the end of the year, but New Year's are are really, they've changed a lot for me. New Year's Eve has been my favorite holiday for probably as long as I can remember. I also love the 4th of July. That was before I learned all about capitalism and the patriarchy and the way that white men have navigated my country since before I was born, but that's a different episode. Actually, it's not because today, this is kind of along the lines of many things that I talk about pertaining to self-awareness and self-help and, you know, my journey of recovery that I've been vocal about within the past year uh, in terms of body image, disordered eating. And if you happen to be in recovery or know yourself enough to know that you would be triggered by a conversation about that topic, um, then please skip over this episode because that is what we are talking about today. I put out a piece last year that was received a lot, I don't want to say better, but more vastly, I guess, by people that I I really didn't think that, that it would be. And I wrote a poem about, um, my body and how I've picked it apart and torn it apart and why I think that the way that it looks has been the most important part about me as a person in this world. And that is obviously quite untrue, but our little psyches don't always know that. And so through poetry and writing, I think a lot of people can exercise whatever is going on in their heads and their their minds. And I was just really encouraged that whenever I put out something so vulnerable and, and honest, that it was it was more of a exhale for myself than it was to, you know, to get a response out of other people. But really I was talking with a friend today as we were like doing cosmetic, like she was doing my hair and we were speaking about how, how much of what we do for our outsides is because like we want to look better for ourselves or is it performative for other people and like men in particular as, you know, cisgendered straight white women in Western society. Um, So this is going to be a episode where I simply read to you something that I wrote because it's how I feel and it's the best way that I can express the thoughts flowing through my mind. And this is sort of a reflection on someone that's 
unbelievably important to, you know, the, the grounds of which I create. She's been such an acute influence among other women, great writers, great creatives, you know, such as Joan Didion and Greta Gerwig and so many, like Emily Dickinson, so many other great women who have come before me and have grappled with a lot of the same things that I have when it comes to love and spirituality and our bodies and who these vessels of, you know, the female experience are in this world. So this is an essay that I wrote last almost last year. I believe I wrote it in the spring of this past year. And I have rewritten it a little bit because um, I do think that self-reflection is good. And and I wasn't quite ready to put this episode out um, whenever I wrote this. Actually, I don't even know if Cageless was a podcast at this point, but I do think that it is a conversation that I would like to have. Um, But for now, I'm going to recite this and I hope that you receive it in a way that I intended for it to be heard. And if not, let's have a conversation about it. But for now, you're going to listen to me. (laughs) This is called The Taylor Swift Effect. It is hard to eat. I know this statement seems vile and sad, but that doesn't change its vouching. It is hard to eat because I am 26 and because I am a woman in Western society. It is hard to eat because I've been immersed in the message small is better since before I could digest it. It is hard to eat also because I've heard this message on radios, magazines, billboard signs, and moving pictures consensually and not on loop for longer than I can track it. The screen attached to my hand and eyes and your eyes too controlled by men who never have enough control, and by little girls who are just women in masks. Little waist, little minds, little dreams seem to still pat the itch of men. But here's the deal. We all have the same skin. Women just polish the nails that scratch it. This is a vulnerable statement I might soon regret writing on paper, but I have looked at one woman my entire life as the epitome matriarch. Her beauty and talent have sparkled so high in my sky since I can willingly recall. At my root, I've always adored attention. I'm aware of this. This is not an uncommon false idol. And she has, in my eyes, always had the most of it. To myself and millions of other girls, Taylor Swift put into words and put on a cape of vulnerability, claiming her experiences with love, life, and hurt in all its forms, her entire career, a sparkly cape wrapped around lightly meated marrow that is her body. Taylor is two of the most lethal things a woman can be, smart and pretty, in that order. And what makes her different from all the other role-modeled women I've been exposed to adoring is that she's a third thing, self-aware. All great writers are. How can one be perceptive if they don't first observe themselves? I think it is bold of me to assume my unique talent in this life is through the conception of words. Actually, bullshit. I think dormant misogyny wrote that sentence, not me. But so is Taylor's. 
Therefore, it is quite unfortunate that in the mind monster Hollywood was and is, we now just call it the internet for the most part, has separated being a great creative and physical attractiveness so far that when we see them together, we reject it, or criticize it, or both. I've watched Taylor win awards and dresses, have museums built after her, make headlines and sell out arenas. I've also watched her be scrutinized, burned at the stake publicly, and humiliated by male and female peers. But always, somehow, always, there was attention on either end. Is all bad press good press in the mind of an adolescent girl? I know that even celebrities' lives are not excused from misfortune. But my mind, from the very first time I borderline studied every Target-exclusive album lyric booklet, recognized that something in me matched something in Taylor. I looked up to her and her scarcely thin, pin-attached wrist. The disease already planted in my mind was watered by the image of this hand. Before I continue this train of thought, I must stop at the station of reality. I am not blaming Taylor Swift for my anorexia. I do not know Taylor Swift. I have only felt known by her. I am blaming my eating disorder on Satan himself and his minion called Screw Tape, whose many forms perch in places such as Hollywood pictures, the patriarchy, and the inherent facade that validation equates love, which in my opinion are all synonymous. As I write, I hope you as well can identify the lies you've been living and subject to your whole life. Slavery is a lot of work. I have formally studied the impact media plays in our lives as well as experienced it. The internet has been the most wicked and validating tool of these lies, yet somehow also helped me find and be found by doctors, therapists, and peers who have aided saving the life of my body, saving the life of my mind. Western mass media and the powerful men who have steered it to become whatever it is in this new renaissance are the nucleus of women's perception of external and capital value. Little do most know, though, that the system they've run, they're also enslaved to. My father would never consensually harm my psyche in a way so manipulative that it keeps his only daughter small and hairless everywhere but the bleached roots on her Botoxed head. That it keeps his only daughter from eating. But that's the thing. Just because someone doesn't know the way their words hurt another doesn't make the sticks less sharp or stones less heavy. I am 26, and as cliche as it is, am in the great undoing. Learning on every first date that men don't fulfill me and the idea of fulfillment from another person, a round of applause, a number on a scale, is a mirage. That skinny, small legs just keep me from enjoying my most sacred walks with my dog and are not capable of holding up the trophies worth having. Medals of knowledge, integrity, and respect for the earth suit that holds my mind. That eating a damn cookie or five doesn't mean I'll be scrutinized or unrewarded for living. That the way a woman looks should have nothing to do with the talent or success she obtains in her career. In love, in life, in mind. In her masterfully self-produced documentary, Taylor Swift made a statement regarding her recovery and rebuttal of Screwtape's body-shaming narrative in her mind. We're not doing that anymore. So I guess this isn't an essay, but rather a petition letter. Written by her. Not me. 
This is my head nodding on a page. No. No, we're not. And scene. <laughs> I feel like I should have some sort of like, like I should like clap or stand up or bow or something. But I hope that you enjoyed that rendition of my words and thoughts. The full essay will be on the jennyjohnson.com slash blog. And if you have anything to add or subtract to that, well, you can't edit it because like I said, it's my words. So, <laughs> but I would love, 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 love more than anything. The, the whole reason why I would or ever even want to put anything out is just because I want to talk about it. And I want to talk about it with people who also feel the same way or have had any type of experience or any type of, you know, contradicting opinion about this. So please shoot me an email, um, shoot me a message and let's talk about it. That being said, it is about to be 2023. And in this past year, I hope that you can look back and think of all of the things that you unlearned to do rather than not do. So please take a moment to reflect, even if it is just, you know, with you and your piece of paper and maybe a hot cup of tea of the things that, you know, you let go of rather than things that you took on. And as you go into the new year, I know I'm at least trying not to really make a resolutions list or a goals list, but things that I want to add into my life of value out of um, pattern, not so much out of habit or routine or scalability. So I'm really excited to, to have a pattern of tenderness to add to my life, adding patterns of love and my dog just exhaled on the bed. And I hope that I do a lot more of that in 2023, a lot more breathing, a lot more being still rather than going. And as someone who runs a podcast called Cageless, pretty bold of me to say, <laughs> I love you guys. And having these conversations, as I've said before, are the joy of my life. And if you practice in any sort of prayer or sending out positive vibrations in any way, I hope that you join my prayers and thoughts with yours in sending light and love into this world that so often needs it. If you do feel so inclined to contribute to the life of Cageless, I have attached my Patreon page, which is simply a way that you can support my life as an artist and just the simple small things that I do. So as I have said before, and I will continue to say again, say la vie. I'm just kidding. What I was going to say is I love you guys because I do. <laughs> Please no losing weight New Year's resolutions unless it has to do with the peace and health and betterment of your mind, body, spirit all together holistically and don't drink and drive. Have fun responsibly and joyfully. I love you guys. I'll talk to you so soon. Bye.